what your country can do for you. There's a last time I've got to be in the lead. The Giants have the Peter, oh, you little mouse, so won't you go away? One ringy-dingy. Hand off to Griffin, cracks the middle, gets the five. Touchdown, Ohio State. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. I'm interested to know, Gracie, who's your choice? Need you ask, George. Time now for Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Vaccarello. Thanks, sweetie. And thank you for tuning into episode 40 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Hot damn, another trumpet player. One I saw with my parents at the State Theater in Cleveland in the mid-1990s. One you saw almost every night on your living room TV. Or bedroom TV, where many people watch Johnny Carson. So, get ready for some soft Dixieland from a guy who used to wear some loud shirts on late night with Volume 40, Doc Severinsen and Friends. Thank you. 
Georgia on My Mind, written by Hoagie Carmichael. Now, there's an extremely popular song performed by many artists, including one of my dad's favorites later in his life, Willie Nelson, who probably sang the most famous rendition of that song. Now, my dad collected a ton of CDs from the Redheaded Stranger. In fact, I borrowed Willie's autobiography, Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die, from my dad several years ago. It's a very good read if you ever get a chance for a a book like that. Okay, why this album? Well, first, another trumpet player. Second, it's a trumpet player I got to experience with my dad, not only nightly while watching The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, but once in concert in Cleveland, and I'll tell you a quick story about that show coming up. I also was a Doc Severinsen fan myself. His album with The Tonight Show Orchestra is in my collection, not my dad, so I know what uh, Severinsen can do with a horn, although this album is a little mellower. And you'll definitely notice a geographical theme for this show, all Southeast United States, and definitely not as well spread out as the Southeast Conference in football, but... That isn't a matter for this show. So, let's roam to a state I've only roamed into once. Kentucky Home, 
written by Stephen Foster. And yes, that is the song that is sung before each Kentucky Derby. All right, let's talk about the album that I chose for this episode. Doc Severinsen, Doc Severinsen and Friends on the Everest Record uh, Records Archive of Folk and Jazz Music label, FS334, a vinyl LP format, released in 1978, and its genre is jazz. Now, before I get to the liner notes, I'll read off the musicians on this recording session. Of course, Doc Severinsen on trumpet, uh, spelled correctly. We'll talk about that later. Dean Kincaid, sax and clarinet, Mundell Lowe on guitar, Trigger Alpert on bass, and Gus Johnson on drums. Now, the liner notes are very choppily written. Very interesting. Trumpet star prominent on Johnny Carson TV show of 60s and 70s. First a sideman, then leader. Powerful, brassy tone, great technique, especially in upper register. Nicknamed Little Doc in school than just Doc. Doctor Father called Big Doc. With Ted Fiorito, 1945, with Charlie Barnett at intervals, 1947 to 9, Sam Donahue, 1948, with Tommy Dorsey, late 1949 to 50, Noro Morales, late 1950 to 1, 1951 with Von Monroe, Dorsey Ray McKinley, late 1951 to 2, with Tex Beneke, NBC staff musician in Skitch Henderson Band on Steve Allen's Tonight Show, mid-50s featured in 60s under Henderson, then Milton DeLug, then Johnny Carson took over show. Leader late 60s into 70s, displayed wit, became known for wild dress, served occasionally as an announcer, toured in concerts and clinics, guest with symphony orchestras and college bands and halftime ceremonies at football games, led separate groups on dance jobs in New York area, active in 70s. Now, I'll actually flesh that out a little bit more in his biography. And I also wanted to tell you, even though this album was released in 1978, on the back cover here, it says... Recorded in New York City, 1959. All right, let's see what Discogs has it valued at. Highest came in at $2.74, lowest at $0.68, and the median at $0.98. Now, I couldn't find it for sale on any U.S. websites, probably for a reason I'm going to let you know more about in this episode's interesting side note. I found it on eBay UK for £6.95, or $9.50 in the U.S. Now, my dad's record and cover are actually in really, really good condition. The album does not have very much history to it, probably because it is still in the inside sleeve as well, the the, uh, paper cover that covers those. Now, the cover is in really good condition compared to my... uh, to others in my dad's collection. Um, I'll call both the cover and the album in fair condition, and I will value them at 91 pence. That's a buck 25. And I want to thank my English-born pal, uh, Paul Smith, to make sure for making sure I, I said those correctly. All right, next up, well, it isn't exactly Patty Page. <laughs> Thank you. 
Spinning my dad's vinyl. And another song written by Stephen Foster, Swanee River. Before that, we heard the Tennessee Waltz with music by Pee Wee King. All right, let's learn a little bit more about Doc Severinsen. Carl Hilding Doc Severinsen was born July 7, 1927 in Arlington, Oregon to Minnie Mae and Carl Severinsen. He was nicknamed Doc after his father, the only dentist in Arlington. Severinsen's father played violin and wanted him to play it as well, but Severinsen wanted to play trombone. Because his arms weren't long enough for the trombone and the small Arlington music store had none available, he settled for the cornet. A neighbor gave him some help on how to play while his father, tobacco in mouth, instructed him to spit out the notes like spitting tobacco. His mother threatened to spank him if he didn't practice. Severinsen proved to have a knack for the instrument and was in high school band when he was seven. At nine, he won a state trumpet contest. At 13, he joined a multi-state all-star band. And at 14, he auditioned for Tommy Dorsey, but wasn't hired. He started a quartet called the Blue Notes that performed at local dances. Before graduating from high school, he was hired to go on the road with the Ted Fiorito Orchestra. After graduation, he went on tour with Charlie Barnett, Tommy Dorsey, and Benny Goodman. He served in the Army during World War II. In 1946, he played trumpet on radio station KODL. 
1949, Severinsen landed a job as a studio musician for NBC, where he accompanied Steve Allen, Eddie Fisher, Dinah Shore, and Kate Smith, and was a member of the original band for Tonight, starring Steve Allen, and was the soloist playing the closing theme. He left the show with Allen in 1957. The leader of the Tonight Show band, Skitch Henderson, asked him to return as first chair trumpeter in 1962 for what had become The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson, and five years later, Severinsen was leading the band. Under Severinsen's direction, The Tonight Show band, styled the NBC Orchestra, became a well-known big band in America. Severinsen became one of the most popular band leaders, appearing almost every night on television. He led the band during commercials and while guests were introduced. He joked with Johnny Carson, the show's host, and developed an amusing habit of wearing gaudy clothing. The show introduced a comic Stump the Bands segment in which audience members called out the titles of obscure songs to see if the band could play them. Severinsen often cried, Key of E is signal for the band to strike up a Western theme, and then he would enthusiastically sing a country music-flavored nonsense song. He continued as band leader until Carson's retirement in 1992. During the early 1960s, Severinsen began recording big band albums, then moved toward instrumental pop music by the end of the decade. In the 1970s, he recorded jazz funk, then disco, finding hits with Night Journey and I Want to Be With You. He released an album with jazz fusion group Zebron in 1985. During the next year, he recorded The Tonight Show Band with Doc Severinsen, which won the Grammy Award for Best Large Jazz Ensemble Performance. After Carson retired in 1992, he toured with some of the band's members, including Conte Condoli, Snooky Young, Bill Perkins, Ernie Watts, Ross Tompkins, and Ed Shaughnessy. He also did some conducting and teaching. Severinsen was the principal pops conductor for several American orchestras during and after his time on The the Tonight Show. His first was the Phoenix Symphony in 1983. He held similar positions with the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra, Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra, and Minnesota Orchestra. He retired from conducting in 2007 and was was named Pops Conductor Emeritus in Milwaukee and Pops Conductor Laureate in Minnesota. Severinsen was also named Distinguished Visiting Professor of Music and Catherine K. Herberger Heritage Chair for Visiting Artists at Arizona State University School of Music in 2001 and 2002. In 2014, he was inducted into the Scandinavian American Hall of Fame, and according to Discogs, he has recorded 104 albums. He currently lives in Nashville and is still rocking it at 93. In a PBS article about him and his physical regiment, he's quoted as saying, As long as I'm here, I'm going to keep jiving. I'm going to do the shim-sham all the way to my grave. Unquote. All right. Uh, let's see, uh, what's the next state to shim-sham over to? Thank you. 
in the morning written by walter donaldson all right time now for this episode's interesting side note and it has to do with a huge misspelled name on the front and back cover of this album if you're not watching the video version of this podcast or you didn't see any of the uh, episode promos leading into it you'll notice that i spelled the name s-e-v-e-r-i-n-s-o-n on the podcast title because that's what's on the front cover of the album but doc spells his name s-e-n and I have no idea why they would have misspelled his name. I mean, he's only the main featured artist on the album. It's named after him. They obviously know how to spell it because it's spelled correctly in the band members list, but they didn't spell it correctly on the record. Now, they did correct it eventually on the CD version. In fact, they redesigned the front cover to fit the CD format, and I found plenty of those for sale online. But no matter how many ways I put it into Google, I couldn't find a story on why it was misspelled or if it's worth more. I found that odd and frustrating. So if you saw any of the images for this episode, now you know why it is misspelled that way. Well, I thought it was interesting anyways, and I'm going to continue to look to see if it's worth more because of that. And now to a part of Florida I have not been to yet.
is Moon Over Miami, written by Joe Burke. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. While this was way more mellow than the album I have in my collection, listening to Doc Severinsen brings back a great memory of a concert at the State Theater in Cleveland sometime in the mid-1990s. Now, my dad snagged tickets for the show for the family, and they were really great seats on the balcony looking straight down at the stage. And at one point in the concert, Doc stops and he says, All right, what song is it that you want to hear? And, like, he didn't even get the question out of his mouth. And you could hear from, I don't know, the back of the balcony, somebody said, Fly to the Bumblebee. And you just saw this look of exasperation on Doc's face. And he said, Every damn time I come to Cleveland, somebody gets that tune in first. And then he goes to play Fly to the Bumblebee. And... First of all, if you're not familiar with that song, that's the one that goes da 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 So there's a lot of fingering, and there's a lot of lips, and there's a lot of but there's just a lot to go to it, and it's very very fast. And Doc played it at one of the fastest tempos I ever heard, and I do not believe he missed a note of it. So just what a fascinating show he put on, and it absolutely was fantastic to hear him do that song, even though he was pretty much tired of coming to Cleveland and getting it requested every single time. All right, time for one more, so let's spell it out for you.
M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, written by Curly Williams and Billy Simmons. And there you have selections from the former Tonight Show band leader. So thanks for tuning into Volume 40, Doc Severinsen and Friends, however you did. If you want more information about this podcast, head over to SpinningMyDad'sVinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops with Volume 41, Tumbling Tumbleweeds, Part 1. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. <laughs>